Welcome to the We Are HR podcast. My name is Natasha Heber, and on our podcast, we will be discussing a number of HR topical and leadership issues. We'll also be having a number of influential HR and leadership guests. The podcast will help those people working in the HR and leadership profession. Join us today for our podcast on a monthly basis. Okay, so this is um, another podcast with uh, We Are HR. Uh, my name is Natasha Heber, and um, I'm here today with Jenny Scrivener from Bohemian HR. Um, and you know, I chose Jenny because um, I've known Jenny for quite a while. Uh, we both come from a recruiting background, and um, you know, I really value her honest HR careers advice. Um, and I think there's, you know, not many honest recruiters in the industry. And I really, you know, I really believe that um, when you're recruiting for, you know, HR professionals into HR careers, that there's an element of honesty that you that you should have. Um, yeah. And I do feel that um, Jenny at Bohemian HR has this. So if you guys are looking for um, a recruitment company to support you with any HR job, definitely for Jenny. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to, no worries. So today's session is really about um, HR careers and having honest HR careers advice, um, really because um, I'm positioning my centre to help those um, HR professionals that are um, trying to get into the career path of HR and probably have have some crossroads where actually I'm in a maybe a HR assistant role and I'd like to progress up or could be I've just graduated from university mm. and I write, I'd like a career path but I, I don't know if HR is my career path then maybe you need some more coaxing that HR could be their career path um, and then we have this person who's in HR for many years and feels that they're not really developing as fast as they would like to with any organization what do they do so I've got a few questions for Jenny. Um, and the first question is, so Jenny, uh, when somebody comes to you with their, um, their, lovely, their lovely CV um, mm. and you see that there's some areas for, for change, what's been the most prominent kind of things that you've recognized in CVs of late that you would recommend um, yeah. potential HR candidates to make amendments and change? Yeah, yeah. So... Gosh, I've been doing HR recruitment now for 25 years, yeah. which I don't like to necessarily admit. Um, but <laughs> And so I've advised a number of people across yeah. a number of, um, you know, mm. sectors and, you know, at different levels in relation mm. to mm. what they should be looking for from their mm. HR career. Um, and I've seen mm. hundreds and thousands of CVs potentially, probably yes. thousands. Um, and what would I say are gaps? I think when you're looking to progress or, you know, start out in HR, the key is to make sure you're highlighting your CV relevant experience. Now, that that's different when it comes to graduates to an experienced mm -hmm. HR professional. So maybe if I start with graduates first and how, how do I get relevant mm -hmm. experience if, if I'm a, a new graduate? You know, I may not have, mm -hmm. have been in a working mm -hmm. environment. So there's a few ways that we can do that as, as a graduate if we're looking to get into HR. So I think the first mm. thing is understanding the role of HR. So what is what is it that an HR person does? And mm. then 
breaking that down and thinking about the experience that you've had, life experience, mm -hmm. over those mm -hmm. years leading up to graduating that could be relevant and highlighting mm -hmm. that. Now, that could be anything from volunteering and um, showing the voluntary work that you've done and mm -hmm. maybe the people-related skills that that voluntary work has offered up. It could mm -hmm. be your Saturday job and the exposure that you've had within your Saturday job. Um, it could be groups that you're involved in it or, or work that you did as part of your, your degree. All of these mm -hmm. things are relevant, um, but it's making sure that you're including the relevant stuff, not the stuff that's not, you know, not the the other, mm -hmm. um, yes, you can mention it, but the, the detail needs to come from the, the relevant skills that show mm -hmm. that you've got some experience that you can bring to the fold. Um, yeah. And that's, that is tough. Um, but looking at internships, for example, if, if you're doing a graduate degree, um, look for one that can give you a placement or an internship because that's a great way of showing a grounding in HR already from a practical perspective. Mm -hmm. um, the other option would be um, if you could get summer work, maybe um, explore opportunities to work in an HR environment during the summer holidays. That's another great way of some understanding and, and practical experience of working in HR. Yeah, that's some really good advice there. That's so far some really good advice there, Jenny, really. I like that, um, looking at the summer jobs, that's a really good idea, and looking at some internships and also voluntary. voluntary. And um, on the back of that, there's some really good volunteering websites that they can look at. Um, um, Reach Volunteering um, is a really good website, and it looks at all um, volunteering opportunities um, yeah. that are available um, around the UK. Um, yeah. And if you specific, if you filter it to HR, then you find some HR opportunities as well. So that's a good starting point. Um, yeah. And you know, and sometimes I do feel that you fall into HR, so you could work just as an office support person, and then that's you could right. be supporting somebody in HR, and then you start enjoying the the bit of HR responsibility that you have, and then you want to expand on that with with further study. Yeah. And that yeah. could be um, an avenue that you consider taking. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and I think that you're, you're absolutely right. You know, if you're in an administration position or if you've worked in administration before, it's reaching out to people that you work for and, mm -hmm. and letting them know what your plan is. You know, yeah. I want to grow in HR. I want to get experience of working in the human resources, people and culture um, mm -hmm. environment. You know, mm -hmm. if you've got any people-related tasks you think I could help you with, let me know. Um, so it's about putting yourself out there. Um, I find that the people that have find the opportunities are the one that, have, you know, slightly pick up a bit of bravery and just go out and put yourself on the line a little bit and ask to get yeah. the exposure. It really will pay off. Yeah, I think, yeah, putting yourself out there and asking, because no one would really know unless you promote that you're actually actively looking to get into HR. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So the other question really is um, a bit about um, different avenues in HR. Mm. <laughs> you, you get that first stepping stone into HR, and then how do you know which avenue to choose or what avenue is best for me? Um, yeah. How do you know? And if someone <laughs> asks that question, I'd say, oh, trial and error. That's it. You just know. Well, you, yeah. you know what you like. It's like food. I know I like this and I don't like that. And that's kind of how <laughs> you know because you try it and you think, oh, my God, do I, I really don't enjoy doing disciplining grievances like me. I hate doing them. Um, and I know that if I get that piece of work, 
I, I like to pass it on, basically. Yeah. So, so, but you may may love that work, and you may find L and D and recruitment really boring. Um, but I guess it's really trial, trial and error, really. Yeah, and just trying. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but somebody could say, "What happens if you don't get the opportunity to try?" You're yeah. in your organization and you don't get that opportunity to try new things. What can you do then? Yeah, well, I suppose, you know, entry level, if we're looking at entry level HR mm -hmm. roles, often they're recruitment coordinator, mm -hmm. learning and development coordinator, HR yeah. administrator. Yeah. That tends to be the mm -hmm. type of roles, HR assistant. Mm -hmm. And um, so often, well, for start, often people end up in HR after working in recruitment mm -hmm. because recruitment is often the biggest part of, of or the mm. busiest part of an HR role in the sense of that's the pressure point. If people are actively recruiting, the pressure mm. is on HR to get those people in. So recruitment coordination is quite a good grounding and a good starting point into HR. But the generalist HR role mm. is where mm. I think most junior um, or uh, you know entry-level candidates get to cut their teeth in all the different elements mm. of HR. And I think mm. from there, you often find that you favour parts of it as opposed mm. to other parts, as I said mm. earlier. So you may enjoy the generalist role. You may enjoy doing everything from you yeah. know, supporting with policies, discipline grievances, recruitment and selection, mm. learning involve, involved in everything. Some people love to be involved in the whole thing mm -hmm. and because it gives you variety and, and, and mm. um, lots of different things to learn and do. Other people find that they've got a um, passion for the the mm. learning and development side, you know, mm. and, and start to focus on that specific area, others' recruitment and so mm. on. I think we find that people, I've found that people tend to stay generalist until they get to sort of advisor, manager mm. level. And mm. that's where people start to see an interest in maybe one specific part and start to specialise. Mm. Others go specialist straight from the very beginning you know um I think you know it and you feel it you know yeah. you know which parts you enjoy and that's yes, where you, you tend yes. to gravitate towards yeah mm -hmm. not everybody enjoys dealing with a discipline and grievance you know that it's it's a mm -hmm. it's a key skill it it's it's a key element of human resources but not everyone enjoys it so I think when mm -hmm. you find you're not enjoying that more legal element of HR mm -hmm. that's when you find people down the recruitment and training route yes Perfect. Thank you. Um, and I wanted to add that um, I, I do believe uh, finding what you enjoy in HR is important because I think you can yeah. go you can, you can go on for years just being a generalist. And I, I have nothing nothing. There's no nothing negative about being a generalist, but there's always something in that generalist role that you prefer more than the others. And I do yeah. find that sometimes um, you should spread that your wings and just specialize because then you're able to get. On, onto more of a strategic level in that area of your specialism. Um, and mm. I do find when you're generalist, it's really difficult to be a specialist in all the areas that you're generalist within. Um, yeah. And in, in your organization, I do feel that um, if you don't ask to be put onto that lovely transformation and change project that you heard is happening in X and Y department, um, you won't get considered for it unless you put your hand up and say that I'm interested in doing it. Um, sometimes you get considered for things, but most of the time it's about trying to um, navigate your way to senior managers for them to consider you. Um, yeah, and I think that's important that um, yeah. Yeah, you, you just make an effort to, to ask if you can um, 
yeah, get involved basically yeah and don't just yeah. expect that the organization will just offer yeah. you yeah and i think there's some really yeah there's some really exciting stuff happening mm -hmm. in hr right now and you know around mm -hmm. engagement and culture and development mm -hmm. is you know de development has always been a big thing mm -hmm. to, big area of hr to talk about mm -hmm. this but we're looking after employ our employees differently i think mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. um so we are focusing a lot more on mental health and well-being, personal yeah. development and empathy mm -hmm. and, you know, leadership and looking at leadership, kind, kindness within the leadership mm -hmm. environment. This, the mm -hmm. HR role has become much wider, um, mm -hmm. um, more creative, more exciting. More exciting. It's always been exciting, but you know what mm -hmm. I mean? There's, there's kind of key topics right now that are really exciting for HR professionals. And I think mm -hmm. if you're coming into HR now, what a great time to come in, first of all. But secondly, really get up to speed with mm -hmm. what is happening. What mm -hmm. are the current trends? You know, mm -hmm. the key to getting an HR role, a good HR role now, is to show that you understand what's happening in the marketplace. So mm -hmm. as an HR graduate or someone who's coming up through the ranks, stay current, you know, read, listen, yes. learn, stay current with what's happening um, because they, that information and that knowledge will really help when you're going through an interview. Yes, staying current is really important and um, there's some good podcasts out there um, yeah. and uh, my friend would be very happy if I mentioned the HR Director's Cut because that was one of the new ones I actually like listening to and then um, I also listened to um, HR Uprising and then I listened to um, the CIPD podcast, um, oh, HR yeah. Leaders with Chris Rainey. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a few podcasts out there that are talking about new and exciting kind of topics, um, hot topics yeah. within HR. And one of the areas that I um, I started looking into was this agile working and yes. um, how how HR can help the business to become more agile and support um, this agile working ethos, um, especially yes. now that we have um, part working from home, part working in the office, part working abroad. Uh, and how do you manage all of this? Um, yeah, within that um, kind of office environment. Yeah. And some offices yeah. are deciding to downsize dramatically that they don't really have an office anymore. And it's just, no. yeah, your, your hub is your home now. Yeah. 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 And actually, HR plays mm. a big job, big role mm. in that for business. Mm. So, you know, um, thinking about how you will support um, a managing director or a CEO mm. in making that transition into becoming mm. a hybrid working space mm. or even a fully remote working space and what, mm. how will that impact on my people is what they're yes. thinking about. Yeah. And what we need to be thinking about as HR professionals is how can we make yeah. this work? How can we ensure that we've got a, a really fantastic culture mm. even though we're all working in a remote environment? Um, mm. If we're hybrid, what are we doing with our people when they're in the office? Because the last thing we want to do is bring everyone into the office just yes. so that they're on a Teams call with other people. Um, yes. You know, <laughs> we need thinking about all of that. And so there's loads of exciting things for us yes. to think about. There is. There's loads of exciting things. This collaborative working is one of the key things that, um, yeah, uh, uh, the buzzwords around HR and how do you make yeah. that work um, within that, you know, hybrid, remote kind of agile working environment yeah so thank you Jenny so moving on to the next question um 
you've all you, you've talked about lots of the new exciting things that's happening in HR, and I think that would also filter into the question of why should I work in HR? Mm. If somebody says to me, "Why should I work in HR?" I'm like, "Okay, HR is such an exciting um, career path to choose. You get involved in you know lots of." business decisions, um, you get involved in understanding, um, you know, how to drive change through the organization for its people, you get involved in recruiting the right people, onboarding them and managing talent. Um, yeah, you can even get involved in L&D. Um, anything you want to add Just why would you want to work in HR, Jenny? <laughs> wow, gosh. You know what, I think um, HR can, can make a huge difference to or how a business attracts, retains, mm -hmm. develops um, their people. And what that will then, what then that does is really impacts on how that business performs as a business. Yeah. So it yeah. can, you know, the people make or break a brand and um, we as HR people get to influence that a great deal. So I think working in HR can mean that we can create change. We can impact mm -hmm. on how people feel. Mm -hmm. um, we can ensure that people feel great about coming into the workplace, feel supported, mm -hmm. feel looked after, feel excited to perform a good job. Mm -hmm. You know, that all, that all sits as part of our remit to mm -hmm. ensure that people ultimately are happy at work. Um, and how cool is that? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, I know. To do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. How cool is that? So, if you have somebody that comes to you, Jenny, for advice and guidance, um, they're already in HR and they just don't feel that they're getting um, enough support from the organization to grow um, within yeah. their role. Um, and they're looking for you to assist them with finding them a new role. Um, how do you, what, what's your process and how do you guide this person um, if they decide to register with you or if you actually decided you could help this candidate? What's your yeah. process? Then? Mm -hmm. So, gosh, I mean, I have a conversation, first of all, mm -hmm. you know, it, mm -hmm. all of this is about conversation and connection. That is the key. Mm -hmm. So it's around finding out from that individual what's important to them. Why are they looking for a new job? What is, mm -hmm. is it that's missing? What are they looking to achieve? in the next mm. opportunity what are the mm. key drivers um i mm. have a an hr profile i send out to my candidates and that asks key mm. questions around what's important about the next job um mm. that's really interesting majority of people talk about culture and yes. hybrid working that's your top two things that people are oh really for. oh gosh yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people yeah. are generalists that is still mm. the, the kind of main HR role is generalist. Mm -hmm. So I ask yeah. people there, where do they want to work generalist, etc. I ask about salary, I ask mm -hmm. about um, number of days, flexibility, mm -hmm. location. Um, and then I ask what they feel are the most important things that are happening right now in the HR world. Mm -hmm. And what is important to them about their next job. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, and often people will say to have a leader who embraces HR and, and mm -hmm. Um, have an environment where they can, you know, develop a great culture. So there's a lot that I ask people when they first reach out to me to ensure that if we're going to work together, that I try and find them their right next opportunity. So that's a kind of mission, fact finding mission. But I will also give advice and guidance around how feasible it is. And, you know, there are a number of HR recruitment businesses out there and we all 
only have a handful of jobs and there are hundreds and hundreds of candidates. So, mm. you know, people have to explore different avenues in order to find that next job. We're not going to, unfortunately, find a job for every single candidate that registers. It would be lovely mm. if that yes. Um, but then it's talking through what experience they've got and, and highlighting if there's gaps that are getting in the way of them mm. finding a new role as well. Mm. Often, if you're a generalist, it may be that you've worked in an organisation that doesn't have a huge amount of ER issues mm. and therefore that candidate is weaker from an employee relations perspective and mm. they may need to um, enhance their understanding and skill set when it comes to employee relations. Mm. It may be that... Um, they're not their sector experience isn't relevant and therefore mm -hmm. the client you know finds it difficult to see mm -hmm. the, the connection mm -hmm. um, and then what I'll do is advise on how to counteract those challenges in order to help them find the role that they want perfect gosh that sounds like a really long process Jenny <laughs> It's, more, it's all conversation. It's all conversations, I know. And yeah. it's having that time. Are you are you still meeting with candidates now? Mostly are you doing in this face to face meetings. In, yeah, mostly in this, in this environment. virtual environment. Virtual environment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, virtual environment. More because I live in Aberdeen mm. now, so um, and a lot oh. of my candidates are based across the UK. So yes. um, yeah. 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 It's it's amazing how this virtual environment really really picked up isn't it you could be a HR recruiter anywhere in the world now exactly <laughs> and you can be placing candidates exactly. anywhere in the world it's amazing isn't it that the job is becoming yeah. yes yeah so agile perfect so the other question I have Jenny um is really about um you know look when you look at a candidate CV um and it's not always I have to say it's not always about qualifications I have to say but no. I do I do understand that certain organizations are expecting certain qualifications in HR okay and this is for me it, it sometimes puzzles me because when I speak with candidates and they've got their for example level seven HR qualification they've never really worked to that level in the organization they really haven't um, and I and when I speak to somebody who has worked at that level but they don't have the qualification. I really feel, oh, and then they say, well, I'm being held back because I haven't got that qualification. It really makes me quite sad because I really feel that they've got the practical skills, but not that little certificate. So yeah. what's your views on um, CIPD qualifications? Um, do you feel that they're really important to get into HR or do you feel it's a nice to have? Um, yeah. Or important um, for furthering your career? What's your views? My views are that, so firstly, if someone has, has got a number of years experience of working in HR but no qualification, mm -hmm. my view is that that should not hold them back because mm -hmm. people have different opportunities and, and different, you know, backgrounds and different mm -hmm. um, entrances to the world of HR. And if they have the skill set needed for the job, that should be absolutely what is, is the priority. Yes. Saying yeah. that, I think... A qualification, embarking on a qualification in the CIPD can give a really nice grounding on all elements mm -hmm. of human resources. So mm -hmm. by doing the qualification, you get to understand every element of, of human resources because there'll be parts of HR that you may not have had exposure to mm -hmm. and they therefore may not understand how that can influence other elements of what you do. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, engagement. It might mm -hmm. be that someone has done a generalist HR role mm -hmm. in a company that hasn't really focused on employee engagement, so therefore doesn't mm -hmm. really know 
the the workings mm -hmm. around how do I gauge the, my culture here? Yes. You know, they don't mm -hmm. have the tools behind them. Whereas if you do the the, the courses, you can under oh engagement, right? That's how you do that. Okay, I can implement yes. that in my organisation. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. there's real benefits from doing the qualifications. Do I think it should be on a job description as a prerequisite? Probably not, but do mm -hmm. I think it's useful? Definitely, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. I don't think necessarily should be a selection tool, but I think mm -hmm. it can really enhance a person's experience. Yeah. So no, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you, I really do. Um, you know, as you know, we are a CIPD centre and of course um, I do, we run all the CIPD programmes, level three, level five and level seven. And yeah. I'm always intrigued to see um, what type of learners I get on each programme. Um, and a lot of them um, have experience of HR, even the level fives, quite a few experience of HR, but I've never really um, received the qualification. And one of the reasons yeah. why they're getting it is because they feel that this will add credibility um, and provide more in-depth knowledge of some of the yeah. practical things they do in the organization. So for example, they're, they're managing a change project and how would you manage change? There's a few theories behind managing change that they could utilize in the workplace. Mm -hmm. um, and when once when we go through the theories, they're like, oh, wow. So that's how, that's the reason why the organization did it X, Y, Z yeah. way. Oh, maybe they were looking at the Cotter's theory. Mm, possibly, but even mm -hmm. still, at least you can recognize that some of the approaches in the workplace and and recognize yeah. the some of the reasons why the organization have done it in a certain way and then the other thing you mentioned that engagement um you know when you're trying to engage employees um, there's so many different ways in which you can you can do this in the business um, and a lot of businesses look at having like an employ employee value proposition and which is basically yeah. what are our values that we're going to to um, utilize to engage our employees and try to get employees understanding our cultures and this could come from the organization vision mission and value and that filters down to getting more engaged employees um and then once we do this topic and then they recognize how an employee uh, um, employee can do this it really resonates with them and they think oh my god now i'm actually understanding why i've been learning this topic and how it implies my organization so it does yeah, there's definitely value but it's a bit of hard work unfortunately <laughs> And if you're and, and it is academic, and that's one one thing I do say about the CIPD qualifications. It is um, it's academic, which means um, you've got to be somewhat confident in writing because it's all assignment based. Um, yeah. Um, and otherwise, if you you don't feel so confident writing assignments, then there is that um, option to do this apprenticeship route. Um, but still, the apprenticeships are not either or it's cipd plus apprenticeship so you will always have to write assignments there's no other way of doing yeah. it um yeah there's no other way around it to be honest no unless you look at um accredited prior learning or recognized prior learning route where um my center doesn't do this yet but hopefully in the future i can look at um mm. you know what prior experience do they have in hr and does this link to some of the modules and can i give them give, give the learner recognized prior learning and which yeah. is credits towards some of the work but the CIPD in the end don't say you don't have to do the assignment they say okay you don't have to do some of the learning on the unit but you still have to do the assignment yeah. so there's no yeah. way there's no way around it it's a very yeah. very much assignment based and I, suppose, yeah. mm. I suppose that you know they're doing I've done quite a bit of development myself around you know I've done this job for 20 odd years as I've said before but but there's never you never know everything because yeah. it, because it's evolving all the time. Mm -hmm. um, often we're self-teaching ourselves or through experience, aren't we? Something happens and we work out how to fix it or or yes. manage it. 
Um, and I think formalizing with some sort of reading and some studying and qualification can allow us to see how it's done on a wider scale. So, and I think the self-development, personal development, alongside reading and research and podcasts and doing the doing all comes together and brings something really good. Yes, I think so. And I think it's all positive. So the last question really, Jenny, is um, I guess in in the show notes, you're going to leave all your details um, just in case people want to make contact with you. Um, but at the moment, um, what, what would you say how the market is doing within HR? Because, you know, I, I don't know because I'm not recruiting <laughs> so many HR yeah. people. I'm, I'm trying to get them doing courses with me. Um, but yeah. is the market quite buoyant at the moment? Um, is it it slows down it, at the moment? HR, the HR market has been pretty busy for now maybe the last 12 months, 18 months wow. since we started to emerge out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw initially, we saw, you know, as we keep maybe summer last year, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what year we're in now, summer mm-hmm. 21, um, you know, um, sort of to tail end of 2021 20, has been quite heavily change and transformation focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as we emerged out of the summer, then recruitment, talent acquisition, recruitment roles mm-hmm. were talent acquisition specialists were in huge demand. Mm-hmm. That seems settled down now um, and, mm-hmm. and we're seeing more HR roles coming through now. So mm-hmm. um, there's different, some sectors are super busy, other sectors are less so. So for example, your startup tech or, organizations, mm-hmm. lots happening in that space. Yes. So, yep. and, and I, I would recommend if you've got, you know, graduates, mm-hmm. um, listening and you know finding experience or getting an mm-hmm. HR coordination administration recruitment role um, in that environment could be really good for an opportunity to really cut your teeth in in fast-paced you know future thinking HR work um, and then there are fantastic opportunities in across the charity sector public sector mm-hmm. um, and then we've got you know typical sectors that have always been quite busy like financial services for example so mm-hmm. there's lots going on lots Perfect, of opportunity yeah. um, and I think but it's it's a minefield isn't it looking it for is. work because so many agencies so many job ads yeah. you know so I suppose my advice to candidates around mm-hmm. what the, should they be applying for um, mm-hmm. is be really true to yourself mm-hmm. around jobs. So if you see a job, read it through and mm-hmm. think honestly, is this a job for me? Can I do it? Mm-hmm. Do I want to work in this organization? Do I have the skill set or could yeah. I acquire the skill set to do it? Um, mm-hmm. Yes, push yourself a little bit. Go for slightly more than maybe you think you deserve because normally we're quite hard on ourselves when it comes yes. to that um but only apply if you think yeah. you genuinely think you want the job i think mm-hmm. what happens in the market is often there's hundreds of applications and maybe only 50 percent of those applications actually want the job mm-hmm. but people are just applying because they really want to work um yes. so make sure you want to work and then it's about how do i make myself stand out from the crowd and that mm-hmm. is the other thing is, you know, make sure that your CV is aligned to what the client's looking for, mm-hmm. uh, that your keywords are, are shouting out relevant to the job mm-hmm. that you're applying for. You want to stand out. There's a lot of people out mm-hmm. there, so you need to stand out. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there. You definitely need to stand out. And one of the things um, I was considering um, when I first started looking into jobs in HR, that was moving from recruitment, is salary. Um, and 
there's a stark drop from moving from a recruitment position and then to a HR assistant, HR kind of generalist, uh, you know, administrator position. There is yeah. a, definitely a drop because when you're working in recruiting or even in-house recruiting, your salary is that much more higher. Um, and then I always have this question from um, my learners. Um, I'm working in recruitment. I really want to move more into a HR role, but I've looked at the salaries and it's, you know, six or seven thousand pounds less than I'm earning now, um, and then I then I have to convince them that actually it's a good move because you get to learn all different areas of HR and you're not just focused on recruiting. And yeah. um, but it's very difficult to sell um, a career path to um, a potential, you know, person who wants who's looking for a new job when there's such a huge drop in the salary. Um, how do you? you know justify why there is a, a drop in the salary from re a recruitment salary to you know a yeah. HR assistant or administrator salary why is there that difference so I think if are you meaning a recruitment agency so somebody who's worked yeah. in recruitment, recruitment agency or in-house or in-house in talent management yeah, yeah. Move, so yeah. recruitment consulting mm -hmm. so agency mm -hmm. style recruitment is mm -hmm. more of a it, it's yes you're getting you're getting involved mm -hmm. in recruitment but it's also a sales job, so you're mm -hmm. you're targeted and you're paid mm -hmm. according to mm -hmm. a sal sales salary as opposed to yes. internal. Then moving from in-house recruitment to HR, it depends. Every organization's mm -hmm. different in mm -hmm. relation to whether or not they pay more or less. Mm -hmm. um, with recruitment, that is a specialist area. So mm -hmm. what you become a specialist in that field. Therefore, it will um, pay more money, but your mm -hmm. your route is more narrow. Um, yes. So the next step for a recruitment coordinator is obviously a recruitment advisor or recruiter. Then you've yes. got senior recruiter and mm -hmm. so on. Whereas, and, and the HR role is the same path, mm -hmm. but it, it's just the skill set. I think potentially the recruitment is, is really fast-paced, quite demanding, quite pressured. There's an element of that that's pushed the salary up a little bit. Mm. Yeah, and I, I, would, I mean, I would say that um, if you're considering moving from that path of recruitment agency or in in-house recruitment to a more generalist HR kind of entry level role, your skill set will be broader. So you'll be developing different set of skills, and yeah. because of that, you'd have you'd have to take a maybe a compensation in your salary to in order to expand out those skill sets, and that would be yeah, 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 and that would be one of my. Um, my key advice is: Do you want to relearn? And if the you know you're interested in learning, developing, and you want to follow this career path in HR, it's almost like a, a necessary move to make. Yeah. Um, and I suppose yeah. one of the options could be that, as mm. while you're working as a uh, mm. recruitment advisor or recruiter mm. within an in-house environment, is mm. to be doing your study alongside. Yes. And um, sort of growing your skills, because as it, it, with an in-house recruitment, you can get the exposure to the wider HR role mm -hmm. if you just stick your head above the parapet and get a bit more involved. Um, yes. So yep. linking in with your HR colleagues and, and asking mm -hmm. to to support their induction process or their onboarding mm -hmm. process or the um, contractual side of things, you know, mm -hmm. so you could get more exposed while sitting mm. in that in-house role, which would then allow you to maybe pitch yourself for slightly more experienced positions in the HR world and reduce yes. that salary difference. Yes, yeah, that's that's really good advice, Jenny. Yeah, and 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 studying alongside doing the, um, a role in recruitment and getting more involved and asking for more opportunities at work is, yeah, something that I would definitely advise um, yeah. my learners to do. Perfect. Well, Jenny, I think that's it.
I think I'm questioned out now. Do you have any questions <laughs> for me, Jenny? <laughs> I'm questioned out. So. I, I think yeah. what you're doing is brilliant. I think that oh, the, thank you, Jenny. Uh, the opportunity, I think we should always be learning. You know, I think it's really, mm. really important. And I, I've, mm. I worked with one of my clients and we've been doing some graduate recruitment with a, with a client of mine in the change space. And actually what's been so impressive about some of these new graduates coming through and applying for the job are the ones that really put themselves out there and gained experience, but driven themselves to do it themselves, especially during the yeah. pandemic where yes. um, there has been opportunity to volunteer and, and get mm. involved in, in the, the NHS mm. and things like that. People have really been able to yeah. showcase how how credible and how creative and how much, how, you know, you have to think creatively around how mm. I'm going to do this. Um, and yes, you do. Things. Yeah. No, you, you definitely do. And what, what we've decided to do as a centre, we've decided to um, join quite a few of the graduate fairs um, and, uh, you know, literally have a stand and hope that graduates see HR as a possible career path um, yeah. and then have some general honest conversations with what HR really involves and what you could get into um, and the, the pathway into HR and, uh, you know, thinking about a, a junior level qualification, a level three qualification as a stepping stone into HR um, and at least giving you the foundations. Um, so when you do start in HR, you'd understand um, a lot of the principles, practices and a lot of the different areas that you possibly had never heard of before. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And I suppose so that, you could a network of other people mm. in the HR world. Some of the mm. best candidates I meet are the ones that have gone into maybe small growing companies, picked up a mm. sort of HR admin role mm. and grown with that company. And they come out yes. at the end of maybe five, seven years and they're heads of HR or HR yes. managers of the organization yes. as it's grown. Yes. There's real opportunity in this space. In this space. Yeah, there is. There really is lots of opportunities and it's just uh, finding that right one and also being um, um, forward thinking about how you um, apply and research and yeah. really being driven, basically being driven, because I think this, this market is quite competitive, as you say. Um, yeah. And there's lots more people looking than jobs at the moment, isn't there? So I definitely think yeah. that an element of competition is really um, important. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Thank you. That's Thank lovely. you very much, and Jenny. Lovely speaking to you. And um, you too. We'll continue to be in contact with each other. Yeah. And sure. if you, if I, I'll send you details of my graduate there. So if you could join, yeah. If you're around, could be of interest for you. Who knows? Perfect. Lovely. Thank you very much, Jenny. Thank you yeah. for taking the time Thank today. You. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. I hope you enjoy listening to our podcast. Thank you.